Boom! Coming in hot chicks on a Friday, brother. What's going on, man? Where are you now? <laughs> I'm like, where's Waldo? Where's Casey? Yeah. Dude, I'm in my office at MLB Network. I'm doing that show off base today. Yeah. At like 4 o'clock, and I got my Cincinnati Red City Connect shirt on, bro. You know, uh, you still got to, by the way, you got to take that tag off before you do whatever show you're doing. Oh, oh, there's, oh, there's a, a tag, tag on it? No back. way, I'm keeping the tag. Dude, it's more valuable if you keep the tag on nowadays. Than <laughs> like, <laughs> like when you get baseball cards, you can't take them out of the box. Yeah, you get a hat, you get a hat now, you keep the sticker on. Oh, my God, yeah. Everybody does that. Anyway, um, wait, I had something important to ask you just now, and I totally forgot about it. <clears throat> wait, so you're wearing the City Connect jersey on the MLB Network today? You no, I just it was a, no. I just decided to wear it on the mayor's office because it was sitting in my thing, and I'm and I'm and the and the Reds are hot, and the, and I'm gonna wear it because the Reds are hot, baby. The Reds are super hot right now. Super uh, hot, dude. Super hot. Super. Oh, you know what? It's gonna be interesting too. Talking about the Reds, they are starting a series, I believe, with the Braves. Three mm-hmm. against the Braves, three against the Giants. I believe. Tell me if I'm correct. I'm almost positive I am. I'm looking. So they're gonna be tested. We're gonna see how good they really are these next. Uh, these next um, two series because you're going to be, you know, I think the biggest thing with the Reds is, is their starting pitching good enough? And I think when you play good teams like this, you're going to find out because, I mean, that lineup is fun. It's energetic. It's exciting. They got a great back end of the bullpen and Diaz. So there's a lot of good things happening. I believe that Andrew Abbott's legit. Hunter Green, Madolo, they got some studs, man. Yeah. Looks like they got the Braves. Yep. Then the Orioles. Orioles. That's it. Braves and Orioles. I mean, two, I think the two two of the best teams in baseball. Dude. Yeah, and then they then they got the Padres, who we still got to figure it out. But then they have the Nationals try to win those games, and then you got the Brewers. Yep. So you're right. This is the it, and then Giants, dude. Wow. Yeah, it's a big stretch for the Braves. I mean, for the Reds. And what's great is you know when you win eleven in a row, it's tough to win eleven in a row. You win eleven in a row, it means you're a good team. That mm-hmm. means you you got a lot. You're doing a lot of things right because you're winning big league games. But it's always great to go against the best teams to see where you really stack up, where you need to get better, or yeah. where you where you where you already stack up. Especially really, this, really hard this time of year, you start thinking about trades and all that kind of stuff. You know, they, dude, I was all in. I was up. Go ahead. No, I was just saying they're all in. I think they should be all in, and they should just go for it this year. Why not? Dude, they're all in. Castellino will be all in. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, it also goes to show you, bro. I, you know. For you, for the last few years, everyone's like, David Bell's got to go. David Bell's got to go. It's like, dude, the bottom line, like Jim Leland said, you got good players, you're a great manager. You got a horseshit players, you're a horseshit manager. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, your players matter so much for you as a as a baseball um, manager because there's so many games. I think in football, there's 16 games. If you're a great head coach and you have a gr- you have a great system and you have great coaching. Great game planning. Your game planning matters so much. I think, you know, that matters a ton. Yeah. You know, we we know as the NFL, you have a good quarterback and a good head coach. That matters. Yes. A ton. You can win games without even having to you, do it. You can anything. win games. You can scheme win games sometimes. You mm-hmm. really can, right? You just Yeah. But in the in the Major League Baseball, dude, who you guys have on the bump mm-hmm. makes or breaks the manager. Like who who are the guys that are pitching? That makes you a great manager or not. That's the bottom line. So, like, people are like, oh, he's a great manager. No, dude, show me your staff, and I'll show you what kind of manager. Because the games, there's too many variability variabilities over the course of 162 games. Guys getting hurt. How deep's your bench? How deep's your rotation? How many arms do you have in the pen? Do you have a good closer? Yeah. The manager, over 162, bro, he's pretty much at the mercy, you know, of the guys that are out there. Yeah, so two things on that. First one, Joe Torre said this actually in his book, and I know a lot of coaches have told you this, but like, when do, when do managers call team meetings 
when tomorrow, the next day, their ace is on a mound, right? Because, right, right. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. You still like you still got to win a game. But this is a great transition because I found out this. I pulled up the stat. I forgot who said it. Props to whoever it was. But since Jacob Degrom has gone down, which I believe was four twenty nine. That's a long time ago in, in far as a season. The Texas Rangers have the best win percentage in Major League Baseball. So my question I'm posing to you as a devil's advocate, because I think I know your mm-hmm. answer to this, is mm-hmm. why pay for the ace? I know you I know you need the ace. I know you need the great pitcher in the postseason. You really do. I don't think you can really win the World Series without having at least one guy that can go head-to-head with, like, Garrett Cole or those guys. But you have kind of, like, a philosophy on why you still need really, really, really good pitching in general, right? Well, I think the biggest thing is you win, like I just said, on the mound. That's the bottom line, especially your starters. And Chris Young has done a great job, the front office there with the, with the Rangers, of saying, not only do we need DeGrom, let's go get Evaldi, let's go get Andrew Heaney, let's go get John Gray, and we already have Martin Perez. That's a pretty legit five. So DeGrom goes down. If you want to win at the big leagues, Chinch, you better be deep in your rotation. They're going to need more than that, dude. They're going to need more guys than just four, five, six. I always say, go back and look at the Astros uh, when they wanted, uh, you know, was that last year or a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. They had seven starters, legit. Yeah. Seven legit starters. And when they got to the when they got to the postseason, they were bringing those guys out of the pen because mm-hmm. they had some health. So when I look at the Rangers, hey, man, they're deep. Chris Young knows you can't just sign a DeGrom and try pieces together. Look at the Angels over the years. You know, they've, they've always had a, maybe one good starter, but the other guys haven't. You don't win. You mm-hmm. can't win. So, Evaldi's having an gr- uh, all-star first half. Heaney's been good. He's, his ERA is just below four. Martin Perez is old, reliable. John Gray's had a nice start. These are guys that, you know, besides Martin Perez, that yeah. Chris Young went out to get. So, you can't just bring in DeGrom. You're gonna, you do have to pay the ace the big money. Uh-huh. But you also have to know with your scouts and other guys, you have to target guys that can dominate for you on the bump. And they've done a great job of that. Seager's dominating. He might be the most, he might be the best offensive player in baseball right now at outside of Shohei Otani. I'm with you. Um, and then, you know, and then, you know, Simeon at, Simeon at the Tommy. Jonah Himes had a great year. You know, Josh Young's been raking. Uh, Nathaniel uh, Lowe is, is legit. I mean, that, that talked about Adolfo Garcia. Like, that's a, they're a good team, dude. They are a good, they're team. A good team. We'll get to offense in a little while because we have a whole offensive topic to talk about. But just to your point, Ivaldi nine and three, Perez seven and three, John Gray six and two, Heaney's five and four. Everybody but Perez and Neary under four, and then Dane Dunning, by the way, six and one with a two seven eight, two seven eight, and he is dude. that depth of a starting pitcher. The ace, Jace, So let's just say Jacob Degrom. He was two and zero with a two six seven and six starts. Dunning comes in; he's six and one. So look what you're getting: you're eight and one between Degrom and Dunning because you have the depth of the starter yeah. in that. Yeah, in that that's spot. right. Forgot about Dane. Yeah, forgot about Dane Dunning, who's yeah. having an incredible year. So there you go, man. There you go. I mean, you just we just rattled off six starters. Yeah. That's what you need. You, right. you you know you need six, seven, eight. This season is so long; six months. It's a marathon. But the people that say, hey, you can just have a good bullpen and some good good lineup. No, no, no. Till the day this game runs its course, uh, the bottom line is you need starting pitching to win this yeah. league. It's a starting pitching league like it's a quarterback league. 
In the NFL. Now, let's flip it to the offense. Like you just said, was it uh, – did you mention – was it Big Poppy who mentioned who, – who put this thought in your head about – Yeah, I think so, Big Poppy. Yeah, what's your thought? And then I'll give you some stats to back up your thought. Yeah, well, Big Poppy had made a, had made a quote or uh, made a comment saying that Juan Soto should have taken the $400 million from the Nationals. <laughs> you know, but – and – Hey, I mean, at the end of the day, he's betting on himself. Just like we said, Scherzer should have taken the uh, hundred some million from the Tigers, bet on himself, and got more, and you know went you know went to where he wanted to go, and you know d- to do his thing. But um, hey, man, four hundred million dollars is a ton of money. I think Boris is his agent though too, who's saying, "Hey, bet on yourself." We talked about Ronald Acuna yesterday, dude. Ten years, one hundred twenty million. He's gonna make twelve million a year. Like, yeah, he might win the MVP this year. Uh, you, you probably he's probably missing out on four hundred. He's gonna miss out on probably four hundred mil over the course of that contract. So, yeah. what do you do, bro? If uh, Juan Soto at the, the time he turned that down, he's the best player in baseball. One of them. Okay, so this is a great question. We talked about Acuna yesterday, right? Taking the deal, yeah. It was a, yeah. like a much less, much less deal, like a third of it, I would say at most. Soto's only twenty four, so if he gets right. I don't know. Do you start betting on yourself and doing one or two year deals, Soto, until you figure it out and 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 think? And it's funny that it came from Big Poppy because Big Poppy did not start making money until he was what twenty nine, thirty, probably older, probably older Maybe, than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's an interesting dynamic. I don't well, know. Well, you always got. I don't know, man. If we were saying yesterday that Acuna was okay to take that money, then Juan Soto should have probably been okay taking four hundred million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Four, that's three hundred more than Acuna got. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, uh, <laughs> I agree, man. I, Four hundred million dollars would be tough to walk away from. But hey, at the end of the day, you're betting on yourself. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. He might be right. And and I, you know what? Some of these deals that these guys have gotten, his track record speaks for itself too. One thing, dude. When I watch Juan Soto, if you've been watching lately, he's starting to drive the ball out of the park the other way. He hasn't mm. done that in about a year. Interesting. And that that that's what made him so dangerous was that when you watch Juan Soto with the Nationals man he would go to left center like a power hitting righty that's what made him so dangerous he's starting to do that again if he gets that back you're going to see his number skyrocket because you know Mm -hmm. he's really got so pool happy which and I I don't know for me I think the best players in the league they cover they cover the gaps they cover the lines Mm -hmm. when you start seeing a guy get too pool heavy those are a dime a dozen man you can find those guys anywhere what has always separated Soto was the fact he could drive the ball out of the park the other way, so tough to pitch to. Starting to see that again, so we'll see where his numbers go. And he's betting on himself. Good for him for betting on himself. Let's see where it goes. And the swing's there, right? Like there was a time Dude. months yeah. ago, a year and a half ago, we were talking about comparing him to like Tony Gwynn and Paul Molitor with more power. Like right, right. You know swings. Yeah. You know mechanics of swings better than anybody. His swing is when it's right. Is it as good as anybody's? Well, it, it's so simple, man. He's so spread out. He kind of bumps back, really basic. He's he, he's a, he's dominates the bat path. I think the biggest thing is for hitters. I always say like master your path, master how your hands work, and and really master that. And Juan Soto, when he's right and so spread out, it's so simple. You can tell he's so good at, w- at using his hands, and that's why I think he's so good at covering the whole plate because he lets his vision take over. And when the ball travels, when Soto goes to left center. I'm sorry, man. He's one of the best in the game. Right. And when your bat is in that path, what does it tra- yeah. translate to? Base hits, right? And you know what happens when you get base hits? You get a high batting average. 
And so, Dude, I see where you're going, Chance. You see this? You like this? I'm getting there with these transitions, man. Where I'm going with this is you brought this up like, hey, man, I think my stats are back. The stats that Sean Casey loves, the Rich Gentlemino loves, not that I, anybody gives a shit about what I think, but like the stuff that you care about in baseball, hits, get on base, RBIs, drive the guy in from third, all that stuff. Are you kind of seeing this changing of the guard where it's getting back to what, what we love about the game? You and me? Well, well, dude, look at the four top teams in baseball. The, have the have the four highest batting hours. The Rangers are hitting 272 as a team. The Braves are hitting 268. Tampa and Arizona both hitting 264. For all the people out there, and go look at the numbers of the teams winning the World Series. They're the guys with some 300 hitters in there, 280, 270. Like, look at the teams that are getting crushed. They're not. Now, here's the deal. I couldn't stand when, when people start saying, batting average just doesn't matter. It's about OPS. Well, okay, well, well, Joey Gallo has a nice OPS. That's why he can still hit 160 and be in the league. That doesn't translate. This is my point. Guys that hit for average, Chinch, the guys that have a high batting average, they hit good pitching. They hit your ones. They hit your twos. They hit your closers. Okay? Now, the guys that don't have a good batting average, they hit your fours and your fives. And they hit your middle relief starters that come in for mop-up work. Okay, now come postseason time, guess who you're facing, dude? Mm -hmm. You're facing the ones and the twos, and you're going to see them again for games five, six, and seven. That team that's there has got an unbelievable bullpen because bullpens matter over 162. They're the best players. So all of a sudden, what do you see when postseason time comes? The teams that can't hit, that have great OPS guys with low averages, they're bumped. They're out in the first round. The guys that rely on the home runs, those teams, they're out. Mm-hmm. The teams that can hit and play good baseball, move runners over, get runners in, because runs are at a premium. So I love to see, dude, that the batting average – we're starting to see the numbers that we're going to say, hey, man, the best teams in the league have the highest batting average. It does matter. You know who else it matters to, Chinch? It matters to the players. You know why? Yes. Because over 162, that 300 number that's sitting there that, that we are that we still measure greatness on in the big leagues, when you see guys hitting 300 – it matters to those players because what's it what's it show you? Consistency. It shows you're putting up numbers night in and night out. You're not just hot for a week and cold for three and hot for one and you're a 220, 230 hitter with, with a bunch of home runs. Dude, batting average matters and it matters to the players in the league. And guess what it matters to? The best teams in baseball. I love that. And I'm going to take it one step further. We didn't look at this stat yet, but I'm doing it on the fly right now. Four of the top five RBI leaders in Major League Baseball, Texas mm-hmm. – Tampa, Braves, Arizona at fifth. Dodgers are fourth, by the way. In, in some divisions, they'd be in first place by like six games. Texas right. has 433 RBIs. Runs batted in. And guess what? Here, Here's another example of that. So the Dodgers have 380 RBIs. They're only hitting 239 as a team. I'm sure Muncie has a lot to do with that. But a lot of those RBIs are ground outs to third, right? Or, right. or, or ground out to the second baseman where the, when the infield's playing back. You got There's... Striking out is selfish. It's just it's selfish to me. Get on base, get hits, and drive guys in. Man, I wish they paid that way. We were talking about it yesterday. Yeah. Like, pay that way. Yeah. Pay the guy I, to hit two sixty with hundred RBIs and twenty five homers and a low strikeout rate. I Dude, I agree. I go I go back to this argument. This is a, this was a great argument. You remember back a few years back when Miguel Cabrera won the triple crown and won the MVP, and everyone was like, Trout should have won it. Trout should have won it. Which Hey, dude, Trout's numbers were incredible, and then he won like three or four more, and you know it's all good. But um, I remember calling Jim Leland and asking him because hey, I was at MLB Network, and I, it was the big rage. I'm like, what? You know? So I called Leland. I said, Hey, Skip. I said, uh, you know, 
why do you think Miggy should be the MVP? And he he was aggressive with his answer. He's like, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. He goes, after the games, when the reporters come in and they ask you, hey, what happened tonight? You know, you lost 4-3. Hey, we couldn't get the big hit. We couldn't get the big hit when it counted. We had guys out there. We couldn't get someone to drive them in. What do they say when they win? Hey, we got the big hit tonight. And Miguel Cabrera is driving in 130 of them. That means he's almost doing it every night. And that's the reason we're winning because we actually have a guy in the lineup that can get the big hits. And I can't stand people that say, well, it's such a team stat, RBIs. But guess what? Have you ever been in the batter's box when your heart rate's through the roof? Have you ever been in your batter's box when 50,000 people are streaming and your adrenaline's, you know, you can't control your adrenaline, but you have to figure out a way to do it and slow your heartbeat down? Have you ever done that? Okay, okay. there's certain guys that can't do it consistently. So I can't stand when people are like, the RBI is a team statistic. Batting average doesn't matter anymore because it's all about getting on base. Well, dude, guess what? When guys get on base, someone's got to drive them in to win ball games because the the objective is to have more runs than the other team at the end of the day. So I, you need guys that can actually slow their heart rate down and come through time and time again. So, like, these 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 stats matter. It turns out when we go back to batting average, RBIs, and home runs for 150 years, those have been the main stats. Turns out maybe people are starting to look back and go, maybe these stats do matter. Maybe they were onto something. Maybe these these stats did translate into Ws. Preach, my man. <laughs> you felt good. I could see you revving up. You got it. You had it all going right there. You, that was yeah. a great point. Absolutely great point. I'll never forget one last thing. <laughs> I will never forget this so long as I live. One day if I ever write a book, it'll be in it. Harold Reynolds, myself, and Mike Trout's mom are standing outside of the Really? <laughs> yeah. Walk into a book. No, we're standing outside <laughs> the makeup room at MLB Network. The year that the triple crown. Uh, that, it was like... Who's it going to be, Trout or uh, or Cabrera? Because Cabrera had the triple crown and Trout had all the analytical numbers. I'm right. never forgetting. You asked his mom, not me. What are you nuts? But are you surprised that Harold did not ask his mother anything? Mike's in there, the greatest baseball player that we've ever seen before. Otani. He's bad. He's right. got makeup on. You know how it goes. Putting the earpieces in. Harold goes. I got to tell you one thing, Mrs. Trout. Cabrera should win the MVP, not your son. He has better numbers. And I was like, oh, my God. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's why we love Harold. It's Dude, that makes my stomach him. turn right now. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> I was terrified, but it's still one of the I, – I, I've laughed about that every year that somebody comes close to a triple crown and think about <laughs> Harold doing it. But you know what? That's why he's so lovable. He's one of the few – there's only probably about five people in the history of the world who could probably say that to Mike Trout's mom while Mike Trout Dude. is listening. And listening. Yeah, right. Harold told Mike Trout that, too. He told Trout. Oh, he did? Yeah, that year. And, how, <laughs> and Mike's like, okay, Harold, yeah, well, whatever. Like, 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 you know, Trout is like, oh, he's like a nice guy. He doesn't give a shit. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, we're just at the draft combine. Harold is the, maybe the greatest human being alive. Like he's saying hi to everybody, every kid. Him. Just a great Harold is the greatest guy in the world. There is nothing more difficult than trying to get Harold from a production truck <laughs> through a stadium and onto a field for like a post game show. It is bedlam and mayhem, and everybody's you got to play bad cop because Harold is the nicest guy. He will stop. Oh, and then, but then, then he does like follow ups. Like somebody grabs him. Harold, can you take a picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, where are you guys from? And now Harold Reynolds just asked some 
a guy and his three kids wearing Harold Reynolds jerseys at like 11.22 Eastern when we got to be on the air at 11.30 Eastern and we're on like the second deck of a stadium. Yeah, where are you guys from? Oh, yeah, you want me to sign anything? You said yeah, 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 grab yeah. him by his shirt and drag him down to the field. He's not. He's not Mike. He's not. Doesn't that make <laughs> no, him one yet? He goes on live eight minutes. He's got that. He's got his suit on with his shirt untucked that he hasn't tucked in yet. The tie's crooked. Jacket's over his shoulder, getting wrinkled. Wrinkled. But guess what? That's, he's so a, that's why he's a best he always, in biz. No, he always makes it. That's why he's Harold. He always <laughs> makes it. <laughs> that's so fast. Anyway, all right. So what do you got going on today? You're going on uh, one of the shows over there. Yeah, I'm going on off base today at four o'clock MLB Network. Tune in if you want to. Want to see me on there? There you go. And uh, and I and I got my daughter at work today. Jillian came to work with me, which is kind of cool. We're going to. Uh, I got my daughter Carly to, Carly today. We're going to go. Uh, her and her and Sarah are uh, are touring Fordham right now. Nice man. You know my cousin. Yeah, you, know, cool. you know Matt went there, right? Matt, Matt. I know he did. I called your cousin, dude. I'm like Matt. Tell me about Fordham. He's like, yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, Bronx News <laughs> right there. Some, uh, you know, botanical <laughs> gardens. Yeah. The, the the biggest key about going there is don't go to that White Castle on a corner late at night. That's a fact in the Bronx. Up really? There. Why? Because it gets dicey, man. Late at night. <laughs> all right. First I'll, of all, if you're, if you're, at a, if you're at any White Castle at 2 o'clock in the morning, it's usually kind of. Yeah, kinda, exactly, like, dude. What are don't you doing go to, I've seen many White Castles at 2 in the morning that are dicey. <laughs> Most of them. Most yeah. of them. Yeah, but it's beautiful up there. That's the prettiest part of the Bronx. That's fun. She yeah, thinking, yeah. What is she thinking of studying? Do we know yet? I don't know. She's got a 4.0, dude. She's so freaking smart and like just a cool, cool girl, man. She'll she'll figure it out what she wants to do. I don't I don't know exactly, but whatever it is, will be domination. Yeah, and she probably hates that we're talking about her right now. She's like, oh, dude, Carly's the worst. She stays straight out of the limelight. That's why you don't see Carly like uh, hop in and wave on the pictures and stuff. Carly, (laughs) she is legit. Anyway, yeah, she's the best, man. So, all right, cool. yeah, so I'm gonna have Jillian on set, and I'm gonna have her sit right next to me, and maybe we're, we're gonna pan Put the camera. Camera, Gra- dude, <laughs> grab, grab some bacon goods and do a segment there. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need to do. Town. Let's go. Yeah, Jillian, Jilly's bakes and cakes on uh, live television. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, have fun. Say hi to everybody. All right, Chinky, what are you doing this weekend, brother? Uh, it's my father's 80th, Big Al's 80th birthday on Sunday. Dude, let's go big out for the eighty for eighty for the W. That's right. Yeah. Hit what me. are you guys doing? Pool party? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you can, anybody can come here, and as, as long as it's in my backyard, and I don't have to go anywhere. I'll do anything for anybody. <laughs> Just do me a favor. Make sure that Al has the proper drink. You know, I think remember the last tinge party? They didn't have the proper drinks for Al. And this one, <laughs> make sure they have. The proper drink. Yeah, it's a good insight. Coca Cola. <laughs> Did I tell you that, or did my cousin tell you that? No, I might have heard it through the Chichimino train. Yeah. Uh, change. Somebody told me. One oh, of them. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. was pissed. They had 47 drinks that they didn't have his right zero. They didn't have it. No. Straight Coca Cola. They didn't have a straight yeah. Coke. They had Coke Zero. He was pissed. This dude has been smoking cigars for 40 years and drinks Coca Cola every day, all day, and his 80th birthday is on dude, Sunday. Dude, guy's an anomaly. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's like. So a, great. He always said, oh, this is the last thing I'll say, he used to say, yeah, no, nobody has any problem. We never get sick in our house, and we, really, we never really got sick that much growing up. My dad's like, because people come in, the, the, the germs come in his house, and they go, oh, 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 and they die. <laughs> anyway, that's what we got. All right, well, have fun. All right, man. Say hi Jeff to cooking? Jeff cooking? Yeah, we'll, we'll grill something. We'll do something fun. All right. Yeah. All right, send me some pictures. I will. All right, bro. Have a All great right, weekend. All right, man. Have a, have a great weekend, dude. Tell everyone I said hi. And everyone, thanks for listening. Have an incredible weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Let's get it.